Hello, Future Mike here from the Editing Bay once again to tell you that this is part two of a two-part podcast covering all of the big announcements from the Disney Investor Day, and hey, maybe some game announcements too. If you haven't listened to part one, please go listen to that one first, as you will have missed over an hour and a half talking all about pop culture. Oh, what joys. Anyway, on with part two. Right, now we move on to the thing that I was waiting for until <laughs> half past midnight on a Thursday. I didn't know I needed to be excited for. Yep. It's the Marvel stuff. I don't think, just off the bat, hedging, I don't think it was as exciting as what we got with Star Wars because a lot of that was just brand new. This was just a lot of confirmations of stuff we either already did know or were pretty certain 95% of the way there to, to see it. But still, uh, kicked off with a new trailer for Division. That we did. Looks good. It's coming out in January, so unfortunately it's not going to be in the running for 2020 stuff. I thought it was going to be. It's a bit yeah, of a same. shame, but oh well. Looking forward to it next year. It looks like... I, th- I think it's like the biggest, like, really out there concept they've done since Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Of, like, this just looks so weird. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yep. The the amount of... I feel like because it's a bit more of, like, a, a bottle thing they can cram in more weird easter eggs into this because you know i'm not saying they're not going to have like you know grand vistas and all this stuff but it, it seems to be a relatively contained show which means you can lace that stuff with so many callbacks and clues and stuff so that's going to be awesome um we then had um well they confirmed all the stuff about doctor strange in the multiverse of madness all of a sudden becoming this like super important interconnected movie with both WandaVision and the next Spider-Man film, which leads us on to a quick break away from this, where we get to talk about the Spider-Man news, Michael. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> we always said they would never find a better Doctor Octopus, and they agreed, so they went and got him back. Oh, my God, Alfred Molina is back. My favourite ever superhero villain is back. This is going to be the tit. I imagine it's not going to be much of stuff. I imagine it'll be a quick cameo, but I am very happy. If they get him in a green and yellow schmuck, all the better. Oh my god! If it if it turns out he's like an extra like universe version, and he's got like a bowl cut and the big glasses. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Oh yes. Just to talk about who is confirmed, Doctor Strange for, for Spider Man, obviously Spider Man and all his friends are back, but Doctor Strange is in it. Electro, played by Jamie Fox, is in it, and it's yeah. definitely not the Amazing Spider Man version of Electro. Apparently, uh, yeah. Doc Ock is back. Fucking Matt Murdock. <laughs> That's the one Daredevil. I'm still a little bit... Because, like, major people confirmed Doc Ock's back. It's still a little bit of scuttlebutt that Charlie Cox is back as, as Matt Murdock. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're there. Because they also hinted at something later on in this presentation about there'll be special surprises in She-Hulk. She's a lawyer. It seems only natural that you would put Charlie Cox and Matt Murdock in there at some point. So Surely. I'm still I'm still waiting until we get, like, the Hollywood Reporter says it's gospel or someone like that. But, mm. oh, boy. Last week was just, like, this increasing, like, Doc Ock's back. Oh, Daredevil's back. Oh, I'm like, Hugh Jackman's going to be back as Wolverine by the end of this week. By <laughs> Sunday, we're going to have this. Um, so, yeah, incredibly excited. I don't... Well, this thing, 
I'm a bit like, how do you balance that cast out? How do you give everyone the screen time? Because, I mean, there's also, like, I'd put it... Let's say the Daredevil rumours are like a C-tier level of, like, confirmation, and the Doc Ock is at an A-tier. At the B-tier, you will find Andrew Garfield, Tobin Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone yep. all coming back as well. Um, Mysterio is could... rumoured to be in there, as is the Vulture. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> like, I could give a shit about three of them if you get Toby back. That, that's all I need. That's all I really need is my Spider-Man back in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, like, the confidence. Thank God we didn't know how privileged we were to have Into the Spider-Verse and all the goodness that has brought into the world. But I am more thankful for that movie as the days go by. So, fantastic. I, like I said, I don't know how you balance that cast out if it has got everybody and you do justice to all of them. But then I remember Endgame, and I calmed down a little bit. Yep. <laughs> That's who it's in the hands of. It's this team. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the, the big sticking point with that is that it's not the Russos. It's John Watts. So True. that's interesting. Is he going to be able to balance it as well as the Russos do? Because the Russos did Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. Three of the best, if not the three best films in the Marvel canon. So, yeah. you know. It's it's a balancing act, but I mean that they've it's it all seems to be one big collaborative family. So if he's in any way struggling, I'm sure they can parachute in the Russos to help. They can parachute in Feige to be more hands on with it. So I, I I'm I'm not worried. We, they've got so much goodwill built up that I don't worry about Marvel projects anymore. I'm just like it's you've maybe done three movies that I would say were below average of like the twenty plus you've done. No one bats a hundred, so that's perfectly fine. So until proven otherwise, there will one day, Michael, be an unobjectively bad Marvel movie that we're still waiting on. That that will be maybe the start of a downward climb that does not seem to be in sight anytime soon. But I don't think it's going to be Spider-Man three. No, no, there's just I don't want to jinx it, but there's just no way it's going to be that film. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, So yeah, Doctor Strange. Yep. I mean, he was also bringing back Spider-Man stuff in Sam Raimi. Um, uh, they confirmed a lot of people. They confirmed that Rachel McAdams is coming back. I don't think we'd previously had confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to have a go at the name of the person playing America Chavez? Oh, God, do I? Uh, <laughs> uh, Hoshitil Gomez. Oh, that's pretty good. I'll give you that. Uh, I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't know why I said I'd give you that, but that's as close as I'd get. Uh, yes, yeah, so America Chavez is... Uh, I. Uh, very little recollection of who she is but she's basically like a dimension jumping like young latino badass so fine welcome to the party kid yeah that's a very much uh, welcome to the party pal situation i'm just yeah. gonna double check did i get her name right oh god i don't know how i don't want to just type uh Hustetil gomez pronounce but i'm gonna have to I'll give google translate a go uh apparently it's pronounced sochi so that's good Ah, okay. Sochi Gomez. So so you put a bit too much flair on it, Jenny. Yeah. I think she should run with my version, but that's just me. Yes. Uh, right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's um, coming sooner than I thought it was going to be. I thought we'd get this, like, um, summer. Because originally this was going to be the first one. One Division superseding that made me think, okay, maybe they needed a longer production schedule. Especially if it's been impacted by COVID. I think One Division being so insular 
might make it a lot easier to like close that set off and keep a bubble going than it would be for this that looks a lot more expansive. Yeah. Um, but no, it's only been delayed slightly. We're getting it March 19th. So that if they're releasing one division week by week, there might not even be a gap between the two. We might wrap up one division and then go immediately into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which I am cool. more than okay with. They showed off a lot from this. So the Flag Smasher is in there, except mm-hmm. it's not a single guy anymore. It's now a group of like radicalized people who are yeah. against Captain America. Hell yeah, that's cool. Um, we've seen Zemo, although we've not seen him in full costume just yet. And we know that US Agent's in there. We've seen that shot before, but at least we get yep. the idea that US Agent is a is a, a part of this film. Film? Uh-huh. It's a part of this series. It looks so good. It looks like a film. Right. It looks ridiculous. Uh, I think Songbird has been confirmed as well. I haven't seen any trailer breakdowns of this yet, um, but apparently Songbird's in there as well. Mm. That'd be interesting. Um, The Falcon wings seem to have gone no upgrade. They are very flashy in this. Well, yeah, there's a lot more of the uh, the white and red from the original Falcon costume in there, so that's real cool. You've got to think that that's just the costume for the start of the series, and then you get the Sam Wilson Captain America suit at the end. Right, because basically the the first line of it, and the, the tagline almost, is the legacy of the S.H.I.E.L.D. is complicated. And I mean, we've got two people in the running here who have both been Captain America. It seems right that it would be um, it would be Falcon who gets that, just because I think you know for the th- there's a lot more narrative potential I think in a black Captain America than there is necessarily in Bucky being the like Captain America. I feel he's going to be more suited. They haven't really played the Winter Soldier for all the narrative like potential he has yet. I feel like they have with Falcon, like. Making Captain America enhances that character. I don't think it necessarily enhances Winter Soldier as much. So, yeah, it should be him. I feel like if if US Agent wasn't one of the villains, then you would have to do Bucky as Captain America at least for a few episodes for it to yes. be that kind of what happens when a villain is now the hero kind of situation. Yeah, maybe maybe the next series of whatever because apparently if they do a super series two of this. It's not going to be called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe that's how you tie up Sam Wilson's story is that he ends on a high of being Captain America. Yeah. And then you because Bucky's still got like nine films left on his slate or whatever the fuck it is. Then you let Bucky be Captain America for like the next Avengers or something. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Looks brilliant. Um, coming soon. And I thought all good news from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, they reconfirmed the Black Widow um, release window. It's hopeful of coming out on May 7th, 2021. Does that mean it's like exactly a year after the first, as it was meant to come out? Pretty much. It also means that 2020 is the first year without a Marvel film since like 2005, I think. Yeah. I mean, they're going to make up with that because I think we're getting eight in the space of two years. We're getting four Marvel movies next year. Yep. In this, uh, The Eternals... Spider-Man 3 and Shang-Chi mm-hmm. um, with the following year being Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel 2, yeah, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2 all coming out in 2022. Whew. It's stacked. Oh it is stacked. stacked. Completely by accident. Massively stacked. Uh, the one that I think most people were buzzing for coming out of this, they did the Loki trailer. 
this is apparently coming next year as well. That's earlier than I thought that one's going to be as well. Uh, May 2021 uh, is slate for that one. Uh, it looks mad. It does look a bit weird, doesn't it? I, I, I'm a little worried that like casual audiences are going to kind of start chewing out if things get this complicated of, you know, different timelines and different universes. I think that gets a bit complicated for what is essentially still, remember, meant to be popcorn, you know, summer movies. I know they've taken that to a new level, but that's still in essence what it's meant to be. Um, that said... Still very interested for this of of um basically them doing a Forrest Gump deal to Loki of like inserting him into important historical events. Mm. That seems a pretty good idea for a series. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people were like, um, oh, maybe this like I don't understand what's going on in the trailer and I don't know who the TVA are and maybe this is all new and invented for No, no, it's from the comics. You clearly don't know your fucking comics. Um, TVA, it's the Time Variance Authority. They've showed up in admittedly not that many different things. Um, I think they turned up in like an 80s run of Thor, and that is basically where it started and finished. Um, right. The big name, though, and the one that we see in the trailer is Owen Wilson um, wow. as Mobius M. Mobius, who's basically wow. like, yeah, wow, he's basically Time Cop. That's all you need to know. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> didn't say his catchphrase. He did. He, it's very it's going to be in there at one point, isn't it? I would imagine so. You've all got to have your catchphrase. Oh, my, uh, my other niece, Margot, has uh, a great catchphrase. You ready for this? Stairs. <laughs> she just really likes going to stairs and going, stairs. <laughs> it's a great catchphrase. I think it's going to catch on. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh god now I'm, I'm trying to fit that into you know the catchphrase verse from uh pop star yeah. <laughs> patrick stewart money stairs <laughs> squirrel jam hats <laughs> <laughs> oh love it love dinky it. nuts um <laughs> yeah it looks it looks good tommy Wilson back as loki is no bad thing um uh, yeah, again, it's it's hard to be more critical than this. Cause, I mean, they're only short trailers. This is probably the most substantive one in terms of new information. Um, I know we feel Falcon and Soldier of WandaVision didn't give us anything we didn't already kind of know about this, but the most we'd seen from this was just Tom Hilson wearing a jump ship with TVA on this. This kind of clears it up a little bit. They've already figured out one of the plot points of like tying him into real-world history. There was a guy on a plane in like the 60s or 70s or something who who hijacked a flight going from Oregon to um, Seattle, demanded a load of money, took off, parachuted out, and they never found him other than a few bills in, like, uh, a river somewhere. Mm. So that's why it's Loki, like, looking identical to that man as, like, the, the, the photo fit they did of him. <laughs> Jumping out of the plane, getting sucked up by the Bifrost, and leaving a few notes behind. So that's why I'm meaning, like, the, the Forrest Gump energy of, like, sewing him in all the way through, you know, both real world history and hopefully Marvel history as well. Um, this would be a great place to put Uatu the Watcher if you're going to do him in live action. Speaking of Uatu the Watcher. God, I'm so smooth today. Oh, wow. Uh, so we finally got to see that trailer from D23 of uh, the What If animated series. Oh, yeah, please. I want this. I want this real bad. We finally got to see the, um, the footage of like... Uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord, which actually might be one of the last Chadwick Boseman performances in the MCU. Mm -hmm. That's bittersweet. Um, 
the other one being uh, what if it was Hayley Atwell that was turned into Captain America? Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, Bucky versus Marvel Zombies? Hell yes. It's it just Oof. all looks good. That's only th- they only show footage from three of the episodes of this series. I am so down. It looks so good. The animation style as well looks really unique. Yeah, it looks really nice. It looks really it's really nice. Real smooth. So that is yeah, well into this exactly what you'd want from a what if series. Um, infinite possibilities in an animated world. So I'm glad they're not doing it live action because then they haven't got to get actors back. Mm. They can literally do. Whatever the hell they please. That is perfect. This is exactly what all Disney Plus series should be. Not necessarily important. You can, you know, you don't have to watch this to get all the information needed to go and watch films. But just yeah, a great way to expand the universe. And like I said, if it means that we get Uatu the Watcher, I'm a bit sad that it's not Stanley. Yeah. Um, well, Stanley was just. It was our Watcher, I guess. He was. But he wasn't the one. Because, I mean, the happiest, I think, reaction you've ever had on this podcast was when um, oh, we did the spoiler alert for uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Was it Thor Ragnarok? Oh, which one? For, with... No, it was, uh, it was Gardens of the Galaxy 2, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, when, when they, they did, did like, like five of the fucking things. And I just go, spoiler alert, Stan! Because <laughs> 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 I couldn't hold it in any longer. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Uh, Shang-Chi... We just confirmed some of the uh, casting. I'm surprised we didn't get trailers for this or the Eternals. I felt like that was nailed on, considering Shang-Chi has wrapped production. Yep. Um, so they're done. Um, I don't. Eternals was meant to come out at the end of last year, so I would have thought as well that's in the can. I don't know why they didn't put out a trailer unless they're saving that for something. You know, they they want that to be. If they put out a trailer for a new MCU movie. It dominates the news cycle for that day. So maybe they were like, look, we're going to be all right for now. Let's save that. Because we'd kind of already seen footage from the three other Marvel things that they showed off here. Let's save that for maybe nearer the end of the year. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, a little surprised we didn't get that, but maybe we're going to get that in a few weeks' time. I mean, they've, um, they've got a think... cracking cast for Shang-Chi as well. They have. Um, the, I, I don't really notice any of the names and go, oh, it's... Meh. But that's good. It's nice to go into a Marvel movie. It's like it's basically the only time I've gone to a Marvel movie with less information was Guardians of the Galaxy. And that turned out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they're referring to Tony Leung's character as Wen Wu rather than the, you know, who we know he is. Yeah, well, hopefully that's just a big... I mean, the first time they did the Mandarin, they did a... Uh... a uh, bait and switch. Mm. Hopefully this goes a little bit better than that one did. You gotta think. I mean, the things. The film's called The Legend of the Ten Rings. Come on, surely. Right. I mean, that, that, it seems a bit pointless. But again, we know that people might not have put two and two together yet. Uh, Aquafina, the most um, employed woman in the world. Yep. Um, is in there as well. It, yeah, great looking cast. Um, I don't know who Razor Fist is. Yeah, that's an interesting do. one. That is an interesting one. Let's see if I can find anything about him. The thought process seems to be that this is basically going to be what if Tekken was in the Marvel Universe um, and we're just going to have Shang-Chi going around and fighting in a, in a prize tournament. Fucking yes. Where they've basically put the Mandarin as, as the um, Hachoi of the situation. Um, I'm down with that. Sweet. I mean, if your head puts a bullet out of the air, perfect. Um, you can't go worse than the actual Tekken movie. Yep. Um, well, it looks like Razor Fist is actually... a. Uh... 
a known uh, Shang-Chi supervillain as well, so that's good. Does he have? Does he just have straight razors taped to his knuckles? Um, he is extensively trained in hand combatants and martial arts. He has peak level physical attributes, and his hands have been replaced by steel blades. Sweet. So we're getting like Ash Evil Dead vibes here. Instead of a, instead of a chainsaw, a... it's just two machetes. He's going to fight a cypher. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can't God. pick up a he can't pick up a cup, but he can definitely slice you good. Um, <laughs> sweet. Uh, we got, oh God, sorry, um, sorry, I was looking at a trailer. <laughs> oh my God, unbelievable! Think of the audio quality. I know. Um, yeah, we had uh, Miss Marvel casting um, confirmed. It is a man. Where's it going? Uh, a man, Valani. Uh, I think she's an unknown. Um, let me have a look. I haven't seen her in anything. Um, I think I've seen her in one thing, but I'm just going to double check what it is. It might have been the previous. No, it might be the next casting where I've actually seen her in something. Um, let me double check what she's been in. She's been in nothing else. Yeah, I'm thinking of the next person. Yeah, this is going to be her first role as Kamala Khan. Yep, she was uh, apparently the unanimous choice for the role. Um, they showed it, like this is deeper in production than I thought it was. Uh, they were able to show like a few. Like relatively harmless shots of um, uh, from the series, uh, but they then almost immediately confirmed that Miss Marvel will be in Captain Marvel two as well, which is coming uh, in uh, November twenty twenty two. Also confirmed that Monica Rambeau, played by um, Tiana Paris from One Division, is going to be in that movie as well. Again, all stuff we were pretty sure was coming. Um, I mean, it's the only way you're going to make another Captain Marvel film in any way interesting, to be honest. So Yeah, I would say Captain Marvel is one of those three below-average Marvel films. I, God, I hope they push on with the second one. Yeah, yeah, hopefully so. Just due to the fact that we know that Valkyrie's in it, Kamala Khan's in it, and now um, Monica Rambeau, that, that's, that's, that's lining up to basically be... a captain marvel and the valkyries situation i'm okay Sweet. with that that sounds awesome it does uh yeah they just confirmed uh the starring lineup of the eternals there was some leaks over the weekends of the toys um but they don't read i mean to be honest they look a bit like the inhumans so <laughs> oh god didn't really help i i really want to try it for this one this is the one i'm a bit like i don't know why but i haven't got the best feeling about this one mm. I, I I don't know why. I just I think it is because it just seems on the surface level at the very least so like the Inhumans, which is easily the worst thing to come out of the MCU, like by a country fucking mile. It's the Inhumans. So I uh, maybe that's maybe that's doing this uh, film a disservice in kind of putting you know, that label on it. But a trailer will really help settle my nerves on that one. Mm. Uh, right, uh, we had, again, this was stuff that had already been confirmed by leaks over the weekend anyway, but they confirmed that Hayley Steinfeld will be back as, will be, sorry, starring as Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye uh, Disney Plus series. No date on that as far as I can see. Uh, 2022, I believe. Let me just double check. Oh, no, no, yeah, it's not. It's it. back end 2021. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we've got uh, WandaVision and Falcon in the early part of 2021, Loki and What If around May and into the summer, and then end of the year you've got Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye. That's a stacked lineup for uh, Disney Plus as well. So that's eight new Marvel like major properties. I mean, they know they've got like smaller stuff like uh, like Cloak and Dagger and stuff like that. With stuff on that level's coming, but yeah, eight first run 
major star Marvel stuff we have to watch and review. Oh, boy. Um, can you have too much of a good thing? We will soon see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really seen... I know Hayley Steinfeld's, like, a, a bigger deal than I knew she was, but I haven't seen her in anything. I haven't seen Bumblebee, which I'm told is, like, actually good. Yeah, it is actually brilliant, and she is part of the... Well, she's half of the reason. Um, the other half being direction by Travis Knight, who actually respects the Transformers franchise, which is fucking novel in this day and age um what about my boy johnny work rate is he any good john, yeah he is he genuinely uh, is good good i good, don't good. hate john cena like I, I think he's fun i think he's a fun guy um <sighs> but like i mean i know inside the world of wrestling apart from when he, has, he, has he been undeleted yet no, he has not, Maggle. He has not. Uh, we will. Don't worry on our end of your breakdown. I will have my customary fifteen minutes. This is what happened in wrestling. But uh, no, John Cena's in, in probably the best place he's been. I mean, he's deleted. But I mean, in terms of fan standing, John Cena's probably the best off he's been in ten years, fifteen years. So no, we're all we're all back on the big John train this year. Brilliant. And, and honestly, he's he's, fun, like, he's funny in... Uh, was it Trainwreck he was in? Because I didn't like that film, but he was good in it. No. He's good in Blockers. Um, they, I, I watched one the other day that there was one starring him. It was called uh, Playing With Fire. It also had um, uh, uh, Key from Key and Peele in it. Mm. Uh, that wasn't good. That was like proper cookie-cutter kids almost like Disney Channel level straight to TV movie. Right. It was not good. Um, but everything else has been in. He wasn't playing too strength. He was playing a straight man. He's better as like a bit of a wacky person, which is why I think he's going to do well as, um, what's his name in the Suicide Squad? Oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker, there you go. Uh, who's already getting his own TV series. So clearly they liked what they saw from him on uh, on the set of that. Clearly. Um, right, uh she got we got She-Hulk casting confirmed. Uh, Tatiana Maslany from uh, Orphan Black. She was in uh, the Perry Mason reboot as well. Uh, is back. Uh, he's going to be playing Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. Tim Roth is back as Abomination. We finally bring the yes. um, the Incredible Hulk back into the fold out from the cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, because um, uh, Mark Ruffalo is confirmed as well, so he's in. Yep. I, I'm all down for that. That's a great pick with Tatiana Maslany. It's such a good pick. I I did want Diaz. I did want Diaz, but yeah. but oh, she's great in Orphan Black. I mean, she's got a lot to do in that show, so I think yeah. she can do this pretty well. Um, we then moved on to Moon Knight. Uh, no news, although the big rumor is it's Oscar Isaac's, but they didn't confirm it. So I you know. see this is. This is odd, right? Because when we came out, when they finally finished Star Wars, uh, when they did Rise of Skywalker, it seemed that Oscar Isaac and, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. John Boyega? What is wrong with me? John Boyega both came out all guns blazing. It's like, eh, there were some choices made that we weren't happy with. We couldn't really talk about them then. We can now. And, you know, John Boyega went particularly hard. <laughs> yeah. So I don't expect he'll ever be back for anything. But... Oscar Isaac seemed to be like, you know, right behind him, backing him up on everything he was saying, and then all of a sudden, he might be back as Moon Knight. So uh, Oscar Isaac likes being paid. 
um, more than more than he necessarily likes having not morals. I think that's the wrong way around this. But uh, yeah, I think he, anything... he got to do Dune and now he's happy. I think that's yeah, basically true. it. I think he just likes anything... working with Denis Villeneuve, which is fair because he makes cracking films. Yeah. Anything that redeems him for Apocalypse should be welcomed with open arms. <laughs> Maybe this is what this is. This is a Rocky Six situation yeah. where you are just trying to make up for, look, I'm sorry, I know I fucked Apocalypse Ops. Not necessarily his fault, but don't cast a five foot eight bloke as Apocalypse. No. No, no. <laughs> or, or make him look five foot eight. Storm should never be taller than Apocalypse. Um, yeah, so him coming back would be great, but again, this was literally just a logo, which is... We already knew it was coming. I don't know why they didn't just leave this out until they had more to add, but there we go. Yeah. Um, right, new stuff that we didn't know about. Uh, we knew a Nick Fury project was in the works, but I was under the impression it was a film. Um, but alas, um, Samuel Jackson's back as Nick Fury, uh, Ben Mendo's back as uh, Talos the Skrull. Battle of Ben Mendo. And they're, they're doing Secret Invasion. Hell yeah, sweet. So I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a direct continuation from where we left him at the end of... God, was it Far From Home? Uh, yeah. Where he was just on the spaceship? Yeah, that's that's right. He, um... It's been the big rumour ever since, I mean, ever since Captain Marvel, they were like, oh, they're going to do the secret invasion. Oh, someone in the Avengers is going to be a Skrull. Um, I would say now that it's a Disney Plus series, it's not going to be that high stakes. Um, plus, the scrolls have been portrayed consistently as the good guys. So I don't know how you get to a situation where they're the bad guys. I mean, now that they've got Fantastic Four back under license, that means they do have Super Scroll to play with. Um, That's true. So I didn't think about do that. It as like a, do it as like a splinter scroll sect is like invaded. So that that's again pretty pretty deep in terms of the narrative you can tell of like good scrolls versus bad scrolls and so on. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, we. It seems like when you have the scrolls, at some point you have to do the CP invasion storyline, which in the comic books, if you don't know, was basically the scrolls had infiltrated everywhere. Um, you know, in terms of government, uh, superhero teams, and so on. Mm. Um, so maybe this is going to be a slightly lower stakes than that, but still an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. That, I would actually be kind of excited for this. I, just, I fucking love Bed Mendo as well. So. This this makes me happy that we are actually getting to do maybe it's going to be a scrolls versus scrolls thing like a scroll civil war I don't yeah. know uh, we'll see we'll see maybe we're going to get more Kree shit as well I, I know we've kind of played out the Krees to death now but oh, it could happen bored of the Kree especially if you watch Agents of Shield you are bored of the Kree yep good oh the new season of uh, um. Angel Shield has gone straight to Disney Plus. They haven't put it on E4. Oh, that's interesting. I know. I haven't started it yet. Um, because I'm trying to get through the Clone Wars. But uh, yeah, that's the last season of Angel Shield is now. I don't know if it's out entirely on Disney Plus yet, but I think we're getting it at the same time as the Americans, which we never get. Mm. Um, but cool. Um, now this next one, I, I only know because I know other people don't like this character. Mm. Um. So it's going to be uh, Ironheart. Dominic Fawn has been cast as Riri Williams, uh, the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Like, she came out in the big wave of, like, right, we're going to try new Marvel characters and we're actually going to give them a push. That saw um, Miss Marvel, uh, that saw Miles Morales, that saw um, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but Riri Williams was the one that didn't really seem to work. Yep, you are right there. 
Right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm that... trying not to show my hand. I fucking hate Riri Williams. Such. Oh my Ooh. god. Can I have a moment? Oh my god. Michael, the floor is yours. Riri Williams is by far like when people moan about the forced diversity thing. Most of the time, it is bullshit. I would say 99 percent of the time, forced diversity is not a thing. However, Riri Williams is the personification of forced diversity. And I mean that in that she is she's basically John Cena. She's you don't fuck with <laughs> Superman. She's boring. <laughs> she wins all the time. She's just <laughs> smart for no fucking reason. She's just and she just robs the Iron Man name for no fucking reason. I'm glad they've gone straight to Iron Heart which is where they started to fix that character in the books. And it started to be far less fucking preachy and far less. Why not this? And just plot convenience. Great. Hopefully we don't start at the place where she just goes, I am Iron Man. Like, no, fuck you. You're not. Um, (laughs) This is what I hate about this, because Miles Morales is such a good fucking character. Kamala Khan. I cannot fucking wait to see Kamala Khan on screen. I do not have that same passion for Ironheart. She is, she's a stand-in. She's a cardboard cutout of a superhero. She, she doesn't have anything unique. Her story is told better through Mars Morales and through Kamala Khan and through America Chavez got her own run. Through America Chavez, a better story has been told. This is literally just girl gets big toy box and that's it. It's fucking boring. It means nothing. I'm going to stop now, otherwise I'll be here all day. Fuck this series. Uh, May, D- Dominique Thorne has actually been in a film I thought was really good, uh, if Beale Street could talk. So I have nothing bad against her. She's great. Like, everybody in that movie is fantastic. I could not give two sh- fucking shits about Iron Man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Especially because of the next one they announced. And I was like, well, that's how you... Uh, carry on the Tony Stark legacy. So why the fuck yeah, we are we doing can. Ironheart? Uh, well, maybe they're going to see her in first. Then they were doing Armor Wars. Uh, wait, War Machine's getting a, a Disney Plus series. Don Cheadle's back uh, to do Armor Wars, which is the Iron Man technology gets in the hands of the wrong people. I feel like we kind of already saw that a little bit in Iron Man 2. Um, they didn't really go to the full extent of everyone has the Iron Man armor. Yeah. Um, I imagine if they're going to get um, Justin Hammer back, uh, Sam Rockwell, this will be the movie, the series even to do that in. Um, you got to think this is where we get stuff like, um, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Crimson something. Shit, what's his name? Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. There we go. Yeah, I think because they did show in that the, there's a bit in Iron Man Two where he takes over the screen and says like, oh, this is China's effort, this is um, North Korea's effort, here's Justin Hammer's effort, where the guy got like you know cracked in half. Um, and so on. So maybe they'll seed Riri Williams into Armor Wars and carry on. Basically, it just looks like they're manoeuvring a lot of things because it, it's almost nailed on to the point. I don't really think they need to announce it for everyone to go. Oh, it looks like the Young Avengers is being plotted yeah. quite blatantly. So you've got we've always seen in trailers that it looks like Wonder and Vision are going to have kids in Wonder Vision. We're going to get Wiccan and Speed out of that. Uh, Ironheart can be your Iron Lad stand-in for Young Avengers. Um, Hayley Steinfeld being Kate Bishop, she's in the Young Avengers. Um, we had some recasting news 
um, for uh, burr, 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 for Cassie Lang uh, in Ant Man and Wasp Three, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Uh, she's been recast as Catherine Newton from uh, Detective Pikachu. Um, so all the things are falling into place for um, for the Young Avengers. So yeah. sweet. I, I think the only thing we're really missing is who's going to be the analogy for Captain America in that situation. Mm. Um, well, maybe it's America no... Chavez. Ah, there you go. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, there you go. Boom, done it. Um, sweet. Okay, Young Avengers could be good. If they do it in like a... Um, the Avengers are out of commission for some reason, so they have to send the kids in. That's an interesting movie. Yeah. I think that's a that's a really good first step for the Young Avengers. Um, You've got to think that's what they're like... doing, surely. Yeah, like, because that's how, like, so when they introduced Wolverine and Nightcrawler and Colossus and Storm to the X-Men, they went, they got sent in because the original X-Men got captured. I think you just do something similar like that. You just have all of your key Avengers that are still around, so Hulk, Thor, um, and everyone that was in Endgame, the Guardians and so on, are all locked down, and they have to send the kids in. as like, look, we don't want to do this, but we need your help, so you're going to be a team now. That's really exciting. That 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 could be, and it's a good cast of people they've got to give for that. Like you're always a bit wary with casting. I mean, casting kids, but most of these are like late teens, early twenties. Uh, oh, you can throw Miss Marvel in there as well, I guess. Um, fantastic! That sounds like a a great idea for a film. I like most of the actors that I've seen, at least. I like what they're doing. So great, and I mean, Stranger Things is good, and that's got a relatively young cast. Mm. Why can't this be good? That's true. One of the things that actually excites me weirdly about Armor Wars, um, guess who one of the uh, the criminals that uh, Tony Stark fought was in the original book? Go on. Doctor fucking Doom. Ooh. Now, there was spe- there's a hooded figure in the low-key trailer, and everyone was real quick to rush out and go, yo, is that Doom? I don't feel they'd put, they'd introduce Doctor Motherfucking Doom in a Loki TV series. Mm. Um, I also don't think, like, hints at him, like some form of the Doom bot in Armor Wars might be pretty cool. But I don't think you spunk Doctor Doom on a on a TV show, at least the first time round. I think we're saving him for another movie. We might have to talk about it in a second. That's true. Um, so after Armor Wars, we got the weirdest news of the lot. I think this is the weirdest one. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It's weird, but it also feels in keeping with what the Guardians of the Galaxy energy is. That's true. Um, it's the Star Wars holiday special of our generation, maybe. Who knows? Have you watched the Lego Star Wars holiday celebration? I haven't, no. It's not actually that bad. Like, it's, it's like a Lego non-canon thing. Right. But they essentially do an end game thing in it of like, oh, fuck, everyone's here from all the different timelines. <laughs> it's the last 10 minutes of it is mad. <laughs> Just watch it for that. I'm going to have to watch that. The weird thing is that they've announced this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special to be coming out before Guardians 3. So, you know, that's a weird one. That I think that's genuinely because they've had to delay Guardians of the Galaxy 3 so long. They want like a top up. So everyone gets together. Um, you know, everyone reminds themselves of who these characters are. Because, I mean, by that point, it would have been... When was Guardians of the Galaxy 2? 2017. Right, so that would have been a... Uh, we're looking at a six-year gap between Guardians movies. Is this just so that they can catch up with them actually being in the Endgame timeline, I guess? 
I would imagine so. Yeah, the, the, I, I feel this is like a it's a holiday special slap slash plot device of like fixing of like okay here's where everyone is. This is why Thor is not with them in Thor Blood and Thunder and so on. Um, uh, they also know it's a spin-off as well of we'd get in an I Am Groot uh, original series. This is going to be Baby Groot specifically, so set before um, the, the kind of post-credits of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at the very least. Um, fine. Yeah, it's just some short films. That'll be fun. It is. Um, speaking of... Christian Bale... It's going to be Gore the God Butcher in Thor Love and Thunder. Fuck yes. Ooh. Oh, have you read that, Brun? Oh, my God. I, I, no, I, when I worked at Showcase, I know someone who was reading that run and said it is mind-blowingly good. It's fucking incredible. It's genuinely like... This was like the uptick of Thor. It was like we had Thor the Dark World, and it was like the, the darkest chapter. So it kind of felt like J- Jason Aaron was like, right... I'm going to make a comic book so fucking good you care about Thor again. And he made Thor God of Thunder, and it's so goddamn good. It's so good. Um, so basically, Gore the God Butcher owns something called the All Black Necro Sword, and it's the fucking... <laughs> it's... Wait, so the All Black Black Sword? Yep. It, right. It's so good. He kills gods. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. I can't wait for this. It's going to be so good. He's basically has a symbiote as well so you could you could kind of like slowly introduce symbiote stuff if you wanted to okay it's not yeah, that is... it's not a symbiote it's not like venom but right okay but along those lines a facsimile well i mean i think it is described as a clintar which is what the symbiotes are that is the species but it's like it's yeah. not a venom it's just he has one and it's in the sword ah uh... It looks pretty fucking Sweet. dope, though. Oh, my God. It's gonna it be good. does. Um, speaking of swords, uh, they did just quickly name drop what Blade is coming. Mahershala Ali is going to be in the title role. And that's it. Not even a logo for that one. No. Um, no we've already had the logo but, anyway. Yeah. Uh, right. We got confirmation of Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. <laughs> I have a feeling that's a red herring title. You think? I, I do. I think there's going to be something in a movie between now and then that reveals that you know they're keeping something secret for the purposes of one of those other movies and this is going to change because i can't believe it's going to be called ant-man and the wasp quantum mania well to fair we already have the multiverse of madness so true true but i feel like that's the movie on pegging of like right are they going to introduce somebody that i mean they've already confirmed as we knew that jonathan majors will be playing kang the conqueror um and uh, they confirmed everyone's back. Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, uh, Michael Dudley's uh, The White Gold. Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> the White Gold, hell yeah. Um, uh, so, cool. Um, this is... Because um, I, I, I don't think they'd actually confirmed... Uh, it was heavily implied, but I don't think they'd actually said there's going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Um, but it's coming. Cool. It's. I think it's like the least profitable of all their series so far. So I was a little bit surprised they're actually going to finish the trilogy, but yeah. putting Kang the Conqueror in there is a that's a big deal. Well, this 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 feels like the Young Avengers setup film. At the end of the day, the yes. first Ant-Man film is great. The second one is absolutely bang average. Um, this one yeah. has got to be Kang the Conqueror's fucking shit up, and every, every, all the other Avengers are busy dealing with the fact that Spider-Man broke reality in time. Call the Young Avengers. Whoopsie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that seems... I feel a bit bad for the actress who was Cassie Lang in Endgame just getting a dropped. Yeah, it was Thingy from 13 Reasons Why as well, wasn't it? I think so. She was only in, like, two scenes as well, so I feel like... Like, what did she do? It's, I mean, it's two scenes. That makes it it's easier to recast her. But, I mean, what did she do in those two scenes? Everyone's like, yeah, let's sack her off and get a yeah. lady from Detective Pikachu in, but... <laughs> Sweet, Kang the Conqueror is a big deal. I feel like he's kind of your setup for multiverse, you know, villains. I don't think he's going to be our next Thanos, especially if Ant Man's the one dealing with him initially. But I think he's laying the bedwork for bigger threats that we'll be talk about in a second. Um, they announced Black Panther two. It's coming twenty twenty two, and just said, right, we're not recasting T'Challa. We're gonna leave that the hell alone. But we're going to explore the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the first film. I think they're currently rewriting Black Panther two because Letitia Wright seems to be an anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist. What really? She posted a video on her Twitter of a guy. Literally, the video opens with, "I'm not a medical expert, but," uh, and then talking about anti-vaxxing and uh, the COVID vaccine oh, and all stuff. And hell. Don Cheadle called her an idiot. So I imagine they had all penciled in like, yeah, we're going to do... Um, we're definitely going to have... Why well, can't I remember? Jury is going to be the new Black Panther. And I imagine they're Ryan Coogler somewhere going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and he's frantically having to scribble out a new script. Yeah. The, um, like, uh, fuck it, M'Baku. He'll do. I enjoy that this also made like a bit of a, a controversy as well. Uh, and all I have to say to... Um, the the whole thing of not recasting to Chala is does Rhodey look different to you? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't new. I get that. I get that. Like replacing Chadwick Boseman is a big fucking ask. It's a big ask. Yeah, and it is a horrifically tragic thing that happened. My God, what a strong guy to have basically finished the Avengers series whilst battling yeah. cancer. Holy fucking Jesus. shit. What an awful right. thing to have to go through. So, because of that, we don't have a plot. <laughs> we don't have a plot for Black Panther 2. <laughs> sure, he's an anti-vaxxer. Maybe that is the plot. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This seemed like an absolute nail-on to just do. It's a passing of the mantle movie. But then, how do you have a scene that explains where T'Challa's gone? Without making right. it, I have to go back to my home planet now. Especially because, like, this is this is difficult because they introduced a medium in Black Panther One of being able to talk to your ancestors. So anyone they pass that torch on to uh, becomes like uh, it's like well why isn't why aren't they in the the kayfabe of the film? Why aren't they just going back to talk to? Uh, T'Challa in the, the land beyond or whatever it was uh, I think the easiest way to get around this is to just do basically you do Game of Thrones in Wakanda you have there is a power vacuum who's stepping up to do it because you've got M'Baku who could be a part of that you've got uh, you can bring back um, what is her name uh, Lupita Nyong'o to be part of that you can do um, jury as part of that you can then introduce some foreign agents into that and, and have that I bet they're real annoyed that they killed Michael B. Jordan at the end of the first movie. Yep. Because <laughs> he would have been perfect. Is um, um, Get Out guy still alive in Black Panther? Yeah, he's remember. still alive. Okay, so you can have him back. Um, so th there's options there, but 
I mean, it's in the most morbid way possible, but it has made for what could be a, like, it's an interesting dilemma they've got to get themselves out mm. of. Of like, I, I, I'm, I'm actually proud of them for going right. We're not. They've always said they're not recasting, and they've said they're not going to do, um, like what they did for Tarkin in uh, Rogue One. They're not going to do face scans and paste him onto a different actor. Um, good. So, yeah, a dilemma. I don't think they ever expected to have because it, it seemed like for all the world they were going to introduce Namor in Black Panther two. Mm. I don't think you can do that now. You're juggling too much already. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. Although something, any semblance of a fucking plot would be nice. I tell you what, I tell you yeah. who I feel sorry for in this entire situation. I feel sorry for Sam Raimi. Why? You got to think like, oh, Sam, do you want to direct the uh, the new Dog Strange movie? Yeah, sure, not a problem. Yeah, can you get it to tie into this um, basically House of M miniseries? Yeah, sure, I can work that. Sam, we're also making uh, a new Spider-Man film. We want to introduce all the old Spider-Man films you worked on. Sure, okay, fine. Sam, we also need to figure out a way to make uh, Chadwick Boseman disappear. <laughs> like, the, he's going to have to basically fix all the fucking problems with this universe in one film. <laughs> the dude's got a massive job on his plate. That is a load-bearing film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If that goes wrong, the, like, the domino effect is, is going to be very wide-reaching. Um, but yeah, it's... Like I said, it's interesting if nothing else. And, I mean, you could use it as a way to introduce Storm, I guess. Oh, no, Darren. That's a good throw, idea. Uh, throw Storm into that mix of, like, well, here's another rival queen. Like, I, I know that kind of then sets up maybe Storm as the bad guy, and you don't want that. But still, that could be... She could have been, like... I don't know, because he was already betrothed to Lupita Nyong'o's character, wasn't he? Like, it could have had, like, an arranged marriage of, like, well, by right, the, the crane would have passed on to the person he was meant to marry, which was should have been Storm, you know, based on Anson. Anyway, I, I just, too much speculation. It is. That. I just feel like if they're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the mantle of Captain America, I feel like they can do it for the Black Panther. Yeah, 100%. And now, now I was staying up late because I thought, right, they're announcing so much stuff. I can't risk going to sleep in case they announce X-Men. I, I I need to make sure I don't miss that. Uh, it wasn't that. Nope. Uh, and I I did refresh after this one came up for about another ten minutes. Going, oh, but maybe there's more. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. <laughs> don't just end there. Um, we're getting the Fantastic Four movie. We knew that, and it's coming from the home um, Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home guy, John Watts. Yeah, cool. Dude's got a so dude already made two of the best Spider-Man movies. He's now got to deal with making live-action Spider-Verse and bring back the Fantastic Four. I feel bad for Peyton Reed, who's been pitching a Fantastic Four movie for ten years, but there we go. It's because everyone saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're not going to give it to that guy. Uh, yeah, true. That's what... I mean, sweet. Oh, Nothing God. more than a logo. No confirmation of the of the heavily speculated John Krasinski and Emily Blunt casting as uh, Reed and Sue, but still, it's coming. Good. Because I told, like, the next day, Rachel had gone to sleep by this point. I told her some of the Star Wars stuff before she went to sleep, but she woke up the next morning, and I was just, like, peppering over, like, look at all this information I can tell you. And I told her about the Fantastic Four, and she was like, eh? I was like, I understand, eh. <laughs> based on previous films, eh is the correct reaction. But... No, no, based on the best time we've ever had in the cinemas. <laughs> yes, based on that. <laughs> I could see, unless you were unironically loving it as me and Michael were, why well, you would say, eh. But... It's Marvel's first family. 
they're back home. This I know it's it's the last chance. If they if they don't nail it, I think we can just say right. For whatever reason, you can't adapt the Fantastic Four unless you Pixar. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just throw it. It's like look, there's something cursed about live action Fantastic Four. Screw it, we'll leave you alone. I have faith. They have got such a good track record, and I, I feel like they want the Fantastic Four to work because they are like such a big legacy set of characters. They're the ones that saved Marvel from bankruptcy in the 60s. Um, they laid the groundwork for everything else. They are the first family. It's important that they work this out. So, yeah, all aboard the hype train. I still think they're a problematic thing to adapt, and I hope they've got a really good idea of how to do it. Because I think the X-Men's a bit more of a slam dunk. The X-Men has proven time and time again to be not easy to adapt, but there's a lot of things you can do with the X-Men, and everyone likes them. They're not only dealing with, you know, slightly stagnant characters, because they haven't really been involved in a major way in Marvel Comics for a while now. Um, You're dealing with that, and you're dealing off the back of three not well-received movies. But still, it's the last thing they saved for this conference call. They clearly have got some faith in it, so that is good news. Yeah, I'm still a little bit bummed out that it's not Brad Bird directing but yeah i know i mean but his live action stuff has not been great i've heard tomorrowland's pretty sneak yeah it's just one of those things i felt like this it's the sam raimi thing is that he made some good shit then he made some pretty bad shit and now he's probably going to make some really good stuff and i felt like we were going to be on that upwards turn and if they would have said brad bird is back for for fantastic four that would have been a clear indication of what what road they're going to take but john watts is not a bad director like yeah i think that's a that's a perfectly good choice for for this i don't think it's an inspired choice like i immediately go like oh brilliant like if they'd coax back edgar wright to do this oh that would have been good that's what i'm saying that's that's the type of director where you go holy this is gonna be good um but alas so we'll see i yeah i i can't think of too many people if they were ever going to get spielberg to do a marvel movie i feel like fantastic four might be perfect for him he likes 60s kitsch and he likes family dynamics so Mm. it might have been one for for old steven but yeah it's 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 good that it's here it's not the marvel news i wanted but still it's it's a chance to redeem these characters and make them an important part. Because, I mean, they, their Avengers are retiring. We need more people to be in the Avengers. Fantastic Four gives you four. That's a pretty good start. That's true. That is true. And it does seem like... I mean, the the roster now for the MCU is fucking stacked. Yeah, we lost Iron Man and we've potentially lost... At least we've lost the Romanov Black Widow because the the rumours are very heavy that basically Black Widow sets up Florence Pugh as uh, Yelena Belova to take the mantle and become the new Black Widow. She has been confirmed for the Hawkeye series well, as well. So yeah. there you go. That's pretty much a nail on. It looks like it looks like Jeremy Renner is exiting on the Hawkeye series, so that Kate Bishop can carry that on. Awesome, cool. But we've still got Thor. We've still got Hulk. We've got most of the supporting characters from Endgame. You've still got all the Guardians. It looks like we're now folding back in. You know, I mean, the Spider-Man sequel alone 
is folding in yeah. past films. It's folding in uh, all the net. Well, hopefully all the Netflix series. Um, yeah. Holy shit. It's a big fucking car. Are we actually <laughs> getting closer to phone everyone? Is it going to happen? I mean, it seems like it's driving that way. I will point out as much as I'm loving all these like, you know, cross referencing things. I, I imagine we'll get something with that when they eventually do Deadpool as well of, you know, acknowledging previous films. I don't need that in the Fantastic Four movie. No, no, no. No, I don't need that. Don't worry, we're bringing back all the cast of Fan Forstic. No, 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 no. Oh, God. If, if they, I would actually appreciate that if they did that in the Deadpool movie and they just have a scene called Covert Operation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that line will so, live in infamy. It will. Right. Real quick, because we've been talking for a while. Uh, do you want to go over the uh, stuff from the game? Awards? Very quick, and we've got something else to cover as well after that, which I will be so quick. Yeah. I'm so sorry about this. Right. Here's the important shit you need to know about the Game Awards. We had a trailer. Mass Effect will continue. And by that, it means we know we fucked up with Andromeda, so we got the original cast of Mass Effect 1 through 3 back. Cool. Yeah. No date. That's happening. Uh, there's going to be a game based on the Evil Dead. It looks like a third-person, four-player, cooperative, hacky-slashy-shooter thing. It looks fine. Cool. Okay. Um, Super Meat Boy Forever has got a launch date. It's coming out uh, December 23rd uh, this year. Um, did you play Super Meat Boy? Uh, I did not know. I knew from the outset that it was going to be too difficult for mine. Yeah, it is difficult. I remember playing the original Flash version, uh, but then it got a full release, and now they're doing a sequel for Super Meat Boy Forever. Looks real good. Very happy with that. The weirdest thing ever is Vin Diesel is in the front of Ark 2. Did you play Ark Survival okay. Evolved? I, I didn't, no. I, I, I always thought it was like a little bit of a janky Steam game, but apparently it's done quite well, so I might jump on with it. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> Vin Diesel is the face of it. It was, It's so weird. Caveman Vin Diesel is just such a fucking bizarre thing to look at. If you've not seen the trailer, I'll send it to you in a moment. Um, what else okay. do we have? Uh, Master Chief is in Halo. No, uh, Fortnite, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's... That's weird. The Swedish chef is in Overcooked. That's cool. Oh, I was going to say the Swedish chef is in Fortnite. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be better. I want to oh. run around as the Swedish chef. Turkey, turkey, echo 47. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, there is a really cool looking game uh, called Crimson Desert from the people who made Black Desert coming out. Um, I'm going to send you the trailer of that because if that actually is what it looks like and it's meant to be an MMORPG... Holy fucking shit. That might be a big one to watch. Um, Disco Elysium is getting uh, a final cut. Uh, Disco Elysium was like a lot of people's game of the year last year. And it's coming to PlayStation 5, Switch and Xbox. Awesome. EA showed off Dragon Age 4 again. Um, the title of it is Dragon Age. So it's a reboot. That's fun. Oh, right. They've shown off uh, a couple of characters from the first game are back. And it's like... The, the basic, basically, the trailer goes, we're sick of having to make all these fucking lore references, so we're just going to reboot it. And it's just, it's a new story and that's it. It's like, okay, cool, okay. fine. EA basically admitting they don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore, and Bioware is basically a lost cause. Um, if you're a fan of Dead Space, of which a lot of people are, 
There is a um, a game coming out called the Callisto Protocol in 2022 that has a lot of ex Dead Space devs on it, and it's uh, it's a body horror outer space horror shootery game thingy that looks fun. Uh, there is a game based on Robin Hood coming out called Hood Outlaws and Legends that looks incredibly generic, but it is coming. Um, Please stop adapting Robin Hood. It never no, will. it never does. Uh, Perfect Dark is back, Darren. I don't know if you've ever played Perfect Dark. Nope. Uh, it, we didn't get any gameplay, but we did get a cinematic. It's just called Perfect Dark, so we can assume that it's another fucking reboot. But it looks actually pretty good. And anything can be has got to be better than Perfect Dark Zero. So I'm happy for that. Um, as we know, Sephiroth was announced as the next Super Smash Brothers character, and everybody seems to have forgotten that they don't like big anime sword boys. So that's interesting. Yeah. The best fucking news of the night, Darren, came quite early on. I think it was like the third trailer. I cannot fucking tell you how excited I am. Um, developed by Turtle Rock Studios, the team that made the original Left for Dead. We have the title uh, Back for Blood, which is in all but name Left for Dead 3. Right. OK. That's a big fucking deal to me because I love the <laughs> two Left for Dead games. Valve have basically decided they don't need to make games anymore and just sit on their IPs. So you've got Left for Dead and Portal and Half-Life just rotting in a corner. But Turtle Rock Studios owns the engine. Turtle Rock Studios doesn't i mean nobody owns the number four but turtle rock studios can make a spiritual sequel they've showed gameplay oh my fucking god i need it right now i think it's out like may next year that is that is 100 going to be one of my next games for ps5 it looks fucking brilliant well there we go i do feel a bit bad for the game of course because they they can't have known that the Marvel the uh, Disney stuff was going at the exact same time and kind of just bowled over anything they had. But cool, yeah. I I must admit I I'm always wary of the Game Awards because they always promise like massive news and then I'm never interested in any of it. But uh, yeah, hey, at least the skinny you know sword dude from a Japanese game wasn't from Fire Emblem. So that's neat. that's really all anybody cares about these days. I know it wasn't Crash though. I thought because it was the Game Awards, they would give like an American-centric character, and I thought yeah, it was going to be Crash. But uh, no. I genuinely did think it was going to be Crash as well. So it's it. I'm. I, I think he's still coming. I think we've were maybe just a little bit too close to the release of Crash Bandicoot Four. Oh, horror story on my fr- end with that game. Um, I go on. It went down to twenty-four pounds at Tesco. I ordered yes. it, and you're not allowed to. Uh, Basically, it was £50 in store, £24 online. You had to go and pay to click and collect the game. I did that. I went there. And they'd fucking run out of stock. So I don't own Crash 4. Oh, Maggle. I'm sorry about that. It's genuinely I might. I might still order it. I mean, my Christmas schedule is looking stacked as it is. But I still might order it. I've just seen how good it looks. And I need that game. Um, One last thing. I know we've been going for like, what? Two hours. Two hours. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, one last thing, because we can't cover it anywhere else. Warner Brothers have done the fucking Mad Lad move. Which is? Oh, did you not know about this? Oh, is this a HBO Max yes, thing? Yes, the HBO Max thing. Yeah, they're moving all things. Well, they're still doing stuff in cinema, I think, where that's possible. But, yeah, everything that Warner Brothers is doing, you can get on HBO Max. If you live in America, you know what we're going to do? 
but yeah it's it's a bit of a weird thing because obviously we can't get it so it does seem to be domestic for america only um so their entirety of their 2021 slate it starts with wonder woman this christmas uh but it's going to be made available in cinemas and on hbo max same day uh all of the movies will run for two weeks on hbo max before basically coming off um, presumably they yep. then go back there afterwards, but they've got like, I think it's like a premier access kind of thing. Uh, if it isn't, that is a great way to get people to sign up for HBO Max. If you can just watch that shit for free, I might need to buy a VPN to get HBO Max in order to watch some of these uh-huh. films. So that's good. See, I think I genuinely think studios have actually been quite happy. They've been able to make this transition with legitimate reasons of like going, look, there's no cinemas open. We've got to put them out on something to recoup costs. I think they're relatively happy about that. They've been wanting to do that for years without worrying about pissing off the cinema chains. Everyone's saying, oh, this is the death of cinema. I, I am a bit of an apologist, admittedly, and have a bit of a, a bias here, but I don't think it is. I think this will actually just force cinemas to change out of their bad habits. Of you've, all, all they've got to do is now be more affordable. I think it might spell doom for, like, the big multiplexes, because I don't think we'll have people, you know, willing to take chances on maybe smaller movies or kids' movies at the cinema and have to pay the excess to obviously that when they can just watch it at home and don't have to, you know, get a family ticket or whatever. Mm. So, fair enough. But, like, there's still the desire. Cinemas aren't going to go away completely. There's still the desire to watch big movies on big screens. Like... I wouldn't want to watch Rogue Squadron on my TV for the first time. No. Put it that way. But there's an in- interesting so. lineup that because it's basically every release they're going to do in 2021. You've got stuff like, oh God, here's the list. So th- that weird Tom and Jerry reboot they're doing, yeah. uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, ah. the Mortal Kombat reboot, oh, fuck uh, Space Jam 2, uh, fuck In that. the Heights. Uh, okay. uh, the Suicide Squad. Ooh. Mm. Um, June, which has now been delayed till like Christmas next year. No, I don't want to watch that on a TV on a TV. No, series. I do want to see that one in the film. And and more importantly, The Matrix Four. Oh wow! Yeah. See, I, I I am sympathetic because like they can take a duck for one year, but. All their revenue is going to dry up if they can't get these things out. So cinemas can't be too angry because, well, if they don't allow them to put them out on streaming, even as a temporary measure, there won't be many film studios left to put stuff out anyway. So they've got to concede a bit of ground there. I think if they do it as a dual release, then people have have that option. I I just cinemas, sorry, uh, movie studios would much rather just put them out on their own streaming platforms because then you get all the money. You don't have to split it with anybody for distribution rights. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were very quick to be like, "It's the death of cinema." Don't be sad. The cinemas live through more. It's it's a big challenge. It's going to force some change, but I actually think it's going to be relatively positive. Because again, like I said, yeah, there's there's a lot of movies that I don't want to watch on a TV screen for the first time. No, and everybody said this when Netflix started making movies that can gain Oscar buzz. And you know what happened directly after that? Films got better. Like <laughs> the competition. Yeah actually had to step up to the plate and combat how good Netflix was getting. So exactly. if this is what it leads to, it leads to people going, shit, we, it's either going to be, it's going to be one or the other, isn't it? It's either going to be because Warner Brothers has stepped out the space, basically everybody else, so like Disney and 
uh, like New Line and all these other places can basically relax because they don't have to compete. Yeah. Or they go, shit, more people are going to be watching Warner films at home. How do we get them out of the home into the cinema to see our film, which is not on demand? I think it's probably going to yeah, be that. Exactly. I think we are going to get if like anything that drives up the quality of cinema, because you think about I think about what films were like. And I know this is fucking corny, but I think about what films are like pre MCU, pre when you've yeah. got people to concurrently come back and back and back and back. Like sequels, sure. Nothing in the way that franchising did for the MCU, though. Yeah. Outside of, like, maybe the Universal Monster movies. God, no. So, you're right. I think you'll just see a, 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 a divergent path. I think people who already have the infrastructure, like your audience, your showcases and stuff, they're going to have to go cheaper and go, like, look, we're going to take the premium off the food. Hopefully cinemas will cut the sites. Uh, production companies will cut them better deals so they don't have to make all their money off food so it's a bit evenly priced then bring the ticket prices down make it a big day and so on or they'll go the other way and go the everyman model and upscale and go like yes you can watch it at home on your couch or you can have good food yeah price above that'd be a good thought a good food and you know nice meal lovely place comfy seats quality experience that's how cinema's going to survive. It's going to have to go one or the other ways. It's just whether they can adapt to that quickly. Because, I mean, we're past the point of no return now. Cinemas, are, you know, production companies aren't going to be ready to go like, OK, we're just going back to completely cinema releases for everything. That's not going to happen. There's going to be some, like, because, um, I mean, Black Widow isn't coming to Disney+. Plus. That's still slated to be theatres only. That might change. I don't think they'll want to delay it again. Just because, you know, the domino effect that has on every other property they want to release. Um, I think there will come a, p- a point where they go, OK, we're going to have to do a Mulan and put this on uh, premium stuff. Um, but, yeah, they, they they there's no point in thinking that things will go back to normal. They're just going to have to adapt to it. Basically, yeah. Although that being said, I think the big takeaway from all of this is that studios and chains will survive. They will adapt the places that won't survive are your local places. So for us too, it's places like the electric. Those are the places that do need your support. So if you can go and support your independent cinemas, it doesn't matter what the film is. If you're vaguely interested in it, go and support your local independent cinemas. Showcase Odeon and View. They're going to be fine. Don't worry about them. Warner Brothers are yeah. going to be fine. Don't worry about them. The only thing you should be concerned about supporting are the small places, the places that have to choose their films very carefully in order to stay alive, especially post-pandemic. I don't think we're getting that cinema in Wensbury opposite the Weatherspoon. Probably not. Probably not. Ah, well. Right. That might have to be split up into two episodes. (laughs) I think so. But regardless, plug away. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and at that might go. And you can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at the Goodridge. You can go and follow the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under username FowleyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username FowleyNT or FowleyNT Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And of course, go to FowleyNT.com for more like this, including, since we are coming up to the end of the year, all of our end of the year review articles, podcasts, anything you like it's all going to be there fileentertainment.com for more you can also hopefully very soon listen to a review of the mandalorian we are just waiting for the last episode to come out next week and we will have a full review of that before the end of the year but then yes we will be doing a traditional 
much changed uh, end of the year lists uh, because oh boy, it's slim pickings for film. <laughs> for oh you, maybe you filthy casual. Oh <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Fair weather fun. film fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. It's not going to be the list anyone would have presumed for uh, twenty twenty. And we'll also then have a uh, look forward as podcast as well to what will hopefully be all the media we get to have in 20 i'll put it this way this is how weird films looks for this year right now my top 10 includes let me just count them up one two three four five six seven eight films from the first two months of the year yep 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 that's me too (laughs) (laughs) mainly because like it's not even like we didn't have films coming out later on in the year it's just they weren't very good so no it's just when Sonic is somehow still not out of the race, <laughs> something has gone horrifically wrong. <laughs> oh, God, what a weird year. But, you know, we've got some end of the year stuff that might might trouble that. Still not seen Borat 2, and I've heard good things. Uh, Possessor looks really interesting. Obviously, Soul still yet to come out. Wonder Woman still yet to come out. Some that There might be a last-minute shake-up, but... As it stands, the the king of the year is actually the Oscar season. Yep, big time. Who'd known? I mean, when it comes to my list, you can pretty much guess that anyway. But yeah, a year without Marvel movies, it's the first one without Marvel in the top ten. So, oh, so wow. weird. The streak's over. The streak is over. Oh no, it's The Undertaker all over again. Oh god, no. Bye everybody, Bye, everybody. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> Bye everybody. Brock Lesnar, no.